0: It's time to get into our amazing guest. Our guest has dedicated her career to empowering aspiring entrepreneurs, nurses, and phlebotomists to tap into the lucrative 13.5 billion drug testing industry. Through her coaching programs and live events, she has successfully guided her 1,000 clients in launching their own drug test centers and clinical labs. Talk about making a significant impact. Y'all, please welcome Miss Sheila Foy. Indeed. Ms. Foy, how are you? I'm so good. Hello, Ms. Cassandra. how are you? I am blessed, thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today. You got the memo, you look fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I knew where I was coming. Listen to (laughs) you, you are so kind. So before we jump into your business, I'd love to talk to you about how strong you really are. Not only do you carry the weight of your business, but you've had to do so while grieving the passing of your son. Do you mind sharing with us the moment life took a turn and you got the news about your son?
1: Yes, yes, I can share that. So about seven years ago, June 15th, um, which was actually 24 years, five months and 12 hours to the date, um, I got a call from my son's aunt, um, his paternal aunt and she said there was a shooting at the basketball court and it was on the news and they're thinking that it was DJ. Mm. And so never in a million years did I really think it was DJ. I thought it wasn't DJ. But then my second thought was, well, if it was, he would be shot in the arm, you know, or mm. I, I definitely wasn't thinking that it was it was fatal. So I started making calls. I called 911 and I was able to get routed to the Muskogee County coroner who absolutely confirmed that it was DJ. I'm
0: so sorry. Thank you. I'm so very sorry. That's a worst nightmare for any parent. That's the worst nightmare. Oh, I have a son that plays basketball. So as you're talking to me, it's like raising hairs on my arm because when they say, hey, mom, I'm going to go play basketball, you just, you would never imagine that. And to sit here and hear you say that, it's kind of like, yeah, makes it so, so very at home as well. So I'm so sorry that you had to go through that. How has your grieving process been from the initial time you found out about your son, DJ, to
1: now, seven years later? It's very topsy turvy. Mm. I mean, to be honest with you, is um, mm. <laughs> I tell people I live between heaven and earth. Wow. You know, and they look at me like it's peculiar. But I mean, you've been a mom and a boy mom. Yes. And DJ was my first born. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as a seventeen-year-old who made a deliberate decision, right? A deliberate decision to have a child and to see that life taken away Mm -hmm. um it's honestly it's beyond devastating it's not you know i kind of come in and out of the consciousness of it if that makes sense Mm -hmm. um i do thank god for the protection you know that he's the protection and the presence um that's gotten me through yes you know sometimes i i when i think about you know the funeral or just Mm -hmm. certain things it's like okay who was that person who was able to actually get through that? Because mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know how. So one of the more immediate things that I did was to start a foundation, a nonprofit called the Breakthrough Foundation. That's wonderful. And the reason that I did that, thank you, the reason that I did that is because DJ, he was so passionate about basketball, and I thought the squabble was over basketball. But it wasn't. It was drug and gang related, actually. Really? Yeah. DJ was actually set up to be robbed. He was shot in the back of the head. Oh. Um, he died instantly. He had no idea what was going on. I'm so sorry. And so it wasn't just a squabble over ball. It actually went deeper than that and he was he but at the same time he was very attached to basketball mm. um and we talked about other things that he could do but when he didn't make it as a pro basketball player i think that became a hang up for him mm. as to you know what his purpose was in right. life and what should he be focused on um and i like to tell people that you know there are stories um within my story you know and so if we just talk about this particular story, uh, it definitely was something with him understanding his purpose, with feeling confident in who he was or who he could be. So I started Breakthrough Foundation. It's at The Breakthrough Foundation, Inc. on Facebook. And we began to give scholarships to youth who were entering college, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, just to kind of take some of the financial burden off. If somebody was on the fence about school, it wouldn't be about... You know... The funding. It wouldn't be about the funding. Right. Um, That's amazing. So there were three young men that were involved in DJ's murder. And so not only did I lose my son, but those moms, they lost their sons too because, you know, they're spending 20 years to the rest of their lives in jail. Yes. Yeah. So that's where we started. Um, We started there in 2000. So that was... uh, 2016, but fast forward two and a half years later, Mm -hmm. I went to get a drug test, and God tapped me on the shoulder, and he said, ask him, the guy that was performing the drug test, ask him how did he get started, and I was very hesitant, Mm -hmm. but the thought that came to my mind was that if I started a drug test center, I could, number one, help people get jobs Mm -hmm. who might need a second chance because they had a drug Mm -hmm. addiction or alcohol addiction Mm -hmm. problem. I thought about the families could be stronger. I thought about moms who might not have kids that they lose, you know, because I feel like people kill, people are killing people like people, you can bring them back to life Correct. or something. Like, it's like, no, do you Once realize- gone,
0: it's, it's gone, it's- It's gone.
1: Yes. And it's like somebody takes, somebody would take Afro, Afrotainment, the building, and just be like, here's Susandra. Mm. Like here, here's the whole building. That's what it feels like like your whole life is in the trash now. I mean, mm. you know, so there. To, that's a the long answer, but the short answer is grief is so dynamic. It is. Um, that, you know, one day, you know, you're just, you're happy for the time you were allowed. Yes. The next day, you don't understand why it was you. Um... But one thing that... You're you're just basically telling
0: us about the steps of grief. Some days you're fine, other days you're sad. It's like a roller coaster. Mm -hmm. And there's a certain amount of time, they say, that you have to get through this. Is it seven steps or five steps of grief that we go through?
1: I heard about five. I'll be honest. Um, I did put my daughter into a grief program. It's called Kate's Club. Mm. It's an amazing, amazing, amazing organization. I happened upon it. Um, all of the kids took DJ's passing differently. Yes. Everybody took, everybody processes grief their own yes. way. Um, but I never saw formal grief. Um, mm. uh, support, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't even tell you now that that's something that I can do um, right now. Um, but mm. I read five, um, yes. but I've not been in a formal... Setting
0: to understand. Yeah, I've
1: just been going, going, going. That's how I've been dealing with my grief.
0: For seven years?
1: For seven years. Wow.
0: So can you tell us, I know you shared with us the reason you wanted to start your your company, your foundation. What inspired you to focus specifically on the drug testing industry was something you were starting to share with us. Can you continue to share with us um, the inspiration for your drug testing?
1: Absolutely. Um... When I went to get that drug test, I was tired of corporate America. Mm. Um, I was a technology leader, a global technology leader. I've worked for the big four firms, Accenture, Capgemini. Mm. I've done boutique, you know, smaller firm and independent consultant, mm-hmm. you know, um, specializing in higher ed and healthcare. Samaritan Health in Oregon, Morehouse School of Medicine in Atlanta, McKesson, big, yes. yeah, Wake Forest Baptist. So, you know, a lot, Piedmont, mm-hmm. Grady. Yes. Um, and, but I was tired of the bureaucracy because mm. I'm, I'm a huge creative. Yes. And, but I'm also logical. So when stuff doesn't make sense, it's kind of like, why are we doing that? <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. With that look. Why are we doing Why this? are we doing that? Aren't we smarter than this? Why are Correct. we doing This seems a little backwards. It's like chasing your tail. And mm-hmm. so when I went, I was actually on a six month contract um, with Cox Enterprises, which is an amazing conglomerate, they have a phenomenal work um, Place culture, and it was a six-month contract. And I said, after this six months, I don't want to work for anybody else anymore. Mm. Um, my husband and I, of course, were newly married. We were a little later in life. We, mm-hmm. you know, at that time, we had I think two grandchildren, another one, you know, on the way, and it was like, how can I spend time with my husband? How can I be a grandma? Mm-hmm.
0: Wait a minute, and then something really cool you told me too is that you all had three kids on each side? Yes. So you call yourself the... Boy Bunch. The Boy Bunch. It's
1: like the Brady Bunch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but a man. Yes. Yeah, the Boy Bunch. That had to
0: be a really cool household yeah. to grow up in and to hang out in.
1: Yeah, yeah, the kids jailed immediately, but again, stories within stories. So I had three boys, one girl. Mm-hmm. DJ was my oldest. I have Desmond Miles, mm-hmm. who um, just got a tennis scholarship. Shout out oh, to Tuskegee, Tuskegee. Tigers. Tuskegee. Let's yes. Go. yes. Congratulations. Thank you. you that's awesome um and then keith has kyla and kendall so yep three boys three girls um so i there were what god specifically told me was definitely related to how can i impact the trajectory of my bloodline Mm. how can i impact community Mm -hmm. but other aspects were my 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 husband and i having free time like me me being able to get on a plane and come to to the Cassandra show without trying to make sure I responded to an email or trying to listen in on a meeting, you know, freedom, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. Freedom. Um, And then having time, you know, with the grandkids. Mm -hmm. So those were, you know, some of the reasons. And then I thought, okay. And honestly, I didn't even look at the drug testing market. Now I I got an MBA in international business. I Mm -hmm. got a Nova Southeastern, shout out to Nova Southeastern um I undergrad in management from Clayton State so I knew better but I'm also spiritual very right. spiritual faith based so God told me to do something I didn't even look at that I just went to figure out how do I do it
0: so then once you figured it out we need you to now walk us through the process of starting a drug test center and or a clinical lab how do you do that
1: Yes, so it was quite a challenge when you are starting from scratch, and there truly wasn't anybody who wanted to help me, Mm. okay? Um, Sounds typical,
0: right? Yeah, it does. It's unfortunate, but it is typical.
1: Yeah, so there wasn't anyone that wanted to help me, and at that time, there weren't, like, the... uh, as we know it now, coaching and mm-hmm. you know classes, mm-hmm. mentors. Yeah, not so. Yeah, not that, so much. Right. This is before COVID. This is 2019. Mm. Okay, so I had had my company Vision Consulting Partners since 2011 because I was an independent technology consultant, traveling, doing HR, finance, payroll mm-hmm. for higher higher ed and healthcare firms. And at this time, I decided to. I'm gonna do a DBA. I'm just gonna try this thing mm-hmm. out. So I'm being halfway obedient, right? Just doing business. Yes, ass. Yeah, yeah. DBA, y'all. I was like, okay, God, I'm doing 18 months. <laughs> right. And if it don't work, right, I'm your out of here. The girl is out, right? That's not faith, is it? <laughs> it's, not, it's, not. <laughs> it's definitely not faith. It's definitely not obedience. And so. Um, I Googled, Schmugled, YouTube, whatever. Uh-huh. You know, found my way. And now we have, Priseed Screening has a product called Launch Your Lab. It is our signature program. We are the first to bring that to the social selling space. You may see people launching labs Drug test centers, they may call it diagnostics or they may call it patient service. And, you know, they can, there'll be different names for it, different terminology, but we are the ones to bring it to the social selling wow. space. I am that founder. Um, congratulations. Thank you. As you
0: move on so peacefully, it's like, yeah. no, congratulations. <laughs> That's you. major. So you're pioneering this movement. Yes. Uh, how does your coaching programs and live events assist clients in penetrating the 13.5 billion dollar drug yes. testing market that we were talking yes. about? Yes.
1: Yes. Let's talk about 13.5 billion. 5. 5 billion. Mm-hmm. It's the success framework. So Mm. what I teach my clients is what I use to successfully start, sustain, and scale my drug testing Mm. business.
0: Start, sustain, and scale. Yes. The three S's. The three S's. I love that.
1: Yeah. Um, So we operate off a success framework. And I'm okay to share it in terms of the first thing that you want to do is identify what is going to be your location model. Right? Mm-hmm. So, are you going to be brick and mortar? Are you going to be mobile? Are you going to be both? And when people ask, like, which one, I'm always saying, which one does your client need? Mm. Brick and mortar sounds great, you know, but. But if, you may have an online base
0: or customer
1: base. You may have a client that doesn't really need their folks to show up to you, they need you to show up to their folks, for uh-huh. maybe, may, particularly with Department of Transportation, mm-hmm. right? Because every, you know, qu- we said quarter, they're random drug screens. So I want you to come to my space for the drug screen mm-hmm. because these employees are on the clock. Uh-huh. So it's saving me time and money for you to come to me. Um, if I'm a trucking company and I got an accident. My driver was in an accident. I need you to come to me. So, Mm -hmm. and that's just one example. That makes sense. So you got to figure out, okay, what is my location model? The next thing is offer. Who am I selling to? When Mm -hmm. I first started, I thought that everybody was my customer. I can drug test everyone in the studio. Right. (laughs) (laughs) For one reason, right? Because why would, why could everyone in the the studio require or need a drug test? So maybe you decide you want to adopt family planning. Mm -hmm. Maybe somebody's getting their CDL regulated, Mm -hmm. right? Maybe there's um, someone going for a healthcare job and they need it. You know, Mm -hmm. so there are so many reasons. Pain management, right? Right. There's so many reasons that Mm -hmm. somebody could be getting a drug screen. So you need to figure out who is your target client. The next thing is you need to get qualified. So you don't have to be qualified for non-regulated training, but you do have to be qualified for regulated training. Okay, mm-hmm. there is a formal qual, and it's not certification; it's qualification. It's just qualification. Mm-hmm. You have to do that, and you got to do what know how to get business. And I think that has been the gap with a number of people because they may be working with someone who is not trained in business. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, they may be work, and and you don't have to be formally trained, but you at least gotta be. You gotta into- know something. Yeah, you gotta know right. something. So. Right. I can say, hey, Cassandra, we can slap up a logo, and you know, correct, and 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 get you some lab accounts and get you some TPA accounts. That doesn't. That you doesn't don't know mean,
0: the infrastructure. That doesn't mean what's anything, on correct.
1: So you have to go through the customer journey to be able to systematically, consistently have revenues in your business, right? Mm-hmm. Also, you have to know how to get to the next level. We don't think big enough. I tell my clients this all the time. We
0: need to think bigger. We
1: need to think bigger. Do you know how petrified we were to reach out to you? Were wow. you? <laughs> oh, my goodness. And I said, she can only
0: say yes or no. Exactly. The ask. We have not because we
1: we ask, ask not. not. She can only say yes or no. And, and look,
0: you're here today because you, yes. of course, yes. Now, let's talk about profit Profitability. You're talking about uh what kind of income potential can one expect from starting a drug test center or clinical lab. So we've talked about the different ways you can do it, why you should do it. Let's talk about how do you tap into it. So the potential one can expect. What is that potential?
1: Yep. So you have companies that have been in the game a while, right? I mean you're talking about people who are clearing at least or on average 40K mm-hmm. a month, mm-hmm. right? Um, when you're talking about companies who are just starting out, it I, and that's a great question because I get that from a lot of prospective mm-hmm. clients and a lot of clients, and I always set the expectation. I don't know what God has for you, and that's I'm so not true. being flipped. I don't know what God has for you. I don't know what your business acumen is. I don't know um, what your market, your specific market is. Correct. So we have to go into those things. So I like to, number one, work with people on why do you even want to start a drug test center and clinical lab? The
0: why. Right?
1: What Mm -hmm. is it that you're bringing to the table that you can leverage already, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Then what's really happening in your area, right? And then here are the actual things that you need to be doing mm-hmm. as a true CEO who's running company. A, mm-hmm. a company. So it's the marry, the marriage or the marrying or the, you know, integrating of all of those so things. So do
0: you do one-on-ones with everyone? Because it sounds like it needs to be tailor-made yeah, for we each do. person. That's awesome.
1: We do. We do. We do group. We have group um, programs, but we also have individual programs. But as far as revenues... Um, There is a piece of the pie for everyone. Mm -hmm. You could totally start a mobile drug test center right here in Orlando and never touch anybody. I would then also look at somebody who may have zero experience, Mm -hmm. right? They may have zero professional experience, let alone, you know, any type of background. Well, something like that, they could even go into possibly a salon suite if they didn't want to be mobile. Ah. Um, drug testing on the collection side has typically paid, you know, 10 to $30 a test. Mm-hmm. But if you're someone who is making $10, $15, $20 an hour at your job and you now have the capability to make up to $60 an hour, even off $6, $10 drug screens, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right... Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't exactly. you? Exactly. So the market is, I say it is a, um, there's low barrier to entry, mm-hmm. um, but it can be as little or, or as, as great. much. Yes. Yeah. And it just really it just depends it on just when <laughs> I started, I was taking $10 a drug screen because I didn't know anything. Right. But it allowed me to get the data so I could know some things. Congrats. So I'm really, being, I'm really being paid to get trained. But that's not everybody. Everybody isn't doing a $10 drug screen. Correct. But I like to be transparent pe- with people so that they know. Like on the low end, it could be $10, 15 20 $30. But then on the high end, you're talking a hair test. Let's say um, that somebody was in construction, which typically favors hair tests. Mm-hmm. A 12-panel hair test can be somewhere on upwards of $300. And, Listen, and, your, and that's your, incredible. And your profit margin can be $150 to $200. Mm-hmm. So there's a. So a, it
0: depends. It, it really depends. depends. I tell you what, it's been absolutely fascinating listening to you tell us about an industry and how you turned your pain into purpose. Thank you so much for joining us. Y'all, it's a $13.5 billion industry out here waiting on you. Check out Miss Sheila Foy, the founder of CEO of Precis.
1: Precise screening.
0: Precise screening. And until tomorrow, y'all take care of yourselves. We'll be back here on The Sassandra Show. come on. Scan that QR code at the bottom of
1: your screen. Not that screen, Because we got way more exclusive content for you right here on The Sassandra Show. Only on Afro TV. Comcast Xfinity. 16.
0: <laughs> get <it all> out. <laughs> yes! Hello everyone! If you are at work at home, y'all drop everything and tune in because it's time for the <laughs> <show! Yeah. laughs> Listen, I'm just kidding. Don't y'all get fired. Don't drop everything at work. Listen, speaking of fire, y'all. John-